It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to a special edition of the Niler Nine podcast. This is all about the announcement last week that happened from the Minister of Culture, Heritage and the Gwelta, Joseph Madigan, who announced a number of initiatives for the arts in Ireland in response to the COVID-19 crisis. Now, those announcements were met with a lot of consternation. Uh, we're going to talk to Angela Dorgan, the chair of the National Campaign for the Arts, about um, their campaign and their response to the announcements. And then we'll also be talking to Jenny Jennings of This Is Pop Baby, who came out very strongly against the whole thing. And before we do that, um, I wanted to just briefly give you an overview of what actually was announced. But And and bear in mind that some of this stuff has been changing since um, in response to feedback and things like that. So... There were six rounds overall that were actually announced. I found, uh, and you may hear me say this again at some point in our interviews, um, the announcements were quite uh, hard to figure out what was going on. Different hashtags were used. But the main two, there was, well, first of all, there were six strands overall that uh, also included creative writing, the FLA, um, the Abbey Theatre doing some stuff, and a, and a strand called Create at Home. But the two in particular that are relevant mostly to the audience um, listening to this are the Arts Council COVID-19 Crisis Response Award, which is a €1 million uh, euro package designed to support the creation of new artistic work and its dissemination online for the public benefit. That award was available up to €3,000 to each applicant, but those applicants can't be an existing recipient of funds from the Arts Council. Initially, anyone in receipt of the government's COVID-19 payment of 350 per week, the emergency payment, would not be eligible for this. And there has since been an update on that, which we'll cover. There was another fund announced last Friday as well. So uh, kind of confusing the message a little bit. And this fund is called Ireland Performs. And it basically consists of Facebook and Culture Ireland uh, providing a matched fund of a total of €100,000 to enable people to present their work online in a live context for the period of the next four weeks. All successful artists will be awarded €1,000. 
Applicants are open to all, but special consideration will be given to those whose work was scheduled for public presentation internationally or in Ireland and has been cancelled owing to the crisis. Initially, it said artists would be streamed to Facebook Live and other social media platforms using the hashtag IrelandPerforms. And then it would be shared by the uh, Culture Ireland Department of Culture, Heritage and the Gwethoct, First Music Contact and Poetry Ireland also involved. Uh, what I do want to do is get the reaction about why people were so annoyed originally about uh, when these were announced and what these um, funds don't actually address. We're going to first talk to Angela Dorgan, the chair of the National Campaign for the Arts, and uh, she is also uh, heading up First Music Contact, who were actually involved in one of this, and she gives us some more background about how these all came about and what uh, is the result and what's been happening since. And then you will also talk to Jenny Jennings from This Is Pop Baby about her, their reaction as a theatre and production company in terms of what they have coming up and what how they're affected. I think the main thing is that a lot of people were very annoyed because these awards are, or grants were for work that has to happen online and that doesn't suit everybody. Sure, there are loads of artists live streaming at the moment uh, on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram Live and all that kind of stuff, but these funds are limited in scope and we're going to address a lot of that now so maybe it'll give you a bit more of a flavor of what's happening also um some clarifications in there as well based on what's been happening in the last week so there's been a lot of moving parts angela with all this stuff even it seems that initially the one million package yesterday said that anyone who was in receipt of the COVID 19 350 per week uh yesterday uh, wasn't eligible for the one million package that seems to be updated now, so I'm not quite clear how that is going uh, in terms of whether that applies anymore. It kind of just says, uh, refer yourself to the welfare office and see. Um, so what is your reaction as the chair of the National Command for the Arts to these initiatives? And uh, what are you looking at right now in terms of addressing what's been talked about? So the NCFA's immediate response we published quite quickly on Friday and um, the same as yourself, we felt a lot of the messaging was confused and confusing. Um, having investigated it and pulled it apart and had really open conversations with the Arts Council, with the department and with Culture Ireland, um, we have gained a lot more clarity on this that we've also been uh, releasing and um, the NCFA has been talking about. I suppose let's take the overall and then we can talk about the specifics. Um, I think there was the emotional and and uh, creative and professional response on Friday from the sector was that uh, I think the, the whole sector felt... Yeah. Um, that when the arts minister was making an address, that it would address the position where the arts sector uniquely found itself. Um, you're talking about live music, live theatre, live dance, live comedy, decimated, overnight decimated because of a necessary move, absolutely no um, quibble there, a necessary move made by governments all over the world. So We've just seen so much of what we all know, all your listeners will know as normal life, just evaporate. And with that, any sense of opportunity to make a living, to professionally develop um, and to make money to pay bills. So every artisan in Ireland is in the same position as every other citizen in, in Ireland. But uniquely, we are in a sector that doesn't have companies that can avail you know, straight in of, of, of many of the initiatives. So the first thing to say is uh, the clarification we've got is that all artists 
uh, musicians, theatre makers, directors, anybody in the sector can avail of the emergency fund. So that's the first space I would tell everybody go to the minute we wrote our, our fact sheet for musicians in, as first music contact. That's the first thing we put in. So that's what I would say that's available to you for 12 weeks. Um, the second thing I will address is the what's happened since Friday. I suppose in general, again, the feeling about Friday's press conference was that it had far more to do with well-being and far less addressed a decimated sector that was already in trouble before COVID-19 happened. That's still recovering. We've You and I have had plenty of conversations. You've covered this extensively, as have a lot of others. And NCFA has worked comprehensively over the last number of years to make sure that the artists and the sector's voice is heard at government. And I think to have it couched in well-being on Friday was a gut punch. Um, and, and there's no mistaking that. Um, and then I suppose the other fear is that if you were anybody in the sector whose performance and whose work towards a performance can't immediately be replicated online, then you were looking at it scratching your head and probably screaming a lot of expletives at, at whatever Zoom conversation you were in because it just didn't address everybody. And I think the biggest problem with Friday that's been addressed and, and we hope to address it further in a general meeting that the NCFA is holding tomorrow was just lack of clarity in the communications. So um, if, if it helps, I can just take those two separately and and talk you through updates we have. Um, I have a little more authority on the Ireland uh, performs um, because we are um, partners on that with Culture Ireland. So that uh, Facebook initiative was um, uh, spurred on by something uh, that we saw in Canada called Canada Performs, where Facebook had matched government funding to follow where the artists were going immediately after um, the COVID crisis was announced. Uh, and that was online. Um, so the Culture Ireland then developed uh, the relationship with Facebook and the, the outline of what the scheme might look like. And what they found is writers and poets uh, and spoken word artists and musicians had moved online to uh, offset the, lot, the audiences that they that you know not being able to put on a gig was threatening but also it, and to keep in touch with those audiences but also it came at the time right when the uh, London Book Fair was cancelled, Southset West was cancelled and it was looking quickly like all the other um, online or all the other live showcases were being cancelled so people were looking immediately online so the where Culture Ireland were, were coming from in this was that they wanted to make sure that those who moved online had some kind of, that there was an immediate response from Culture Ireland as the showcase government funding that we could use some of that uh, attention to follow where those showcasing and, and professional artists who were losing international tours and stuff were going and pay them for their work so that's still where um ireland performs is and it's uh, uniquely poetry ireland and fmc are um so yeah just to clarify that is the second fund that is a total of 100,000 with Facebook and Culture Ireland a match fund uh each person each successful artist awarded 1,000 euros that's the Ireland performs that's the Ireland performs now that we were very clear from the offset that this there was a lot of people because of the unique position we found ourselves in a lot of people couldn't 
uh, avail of this. So that's going to be very hard for a band who aren't isolating together. Uh, it's going to be so there are and, and also for those who work in the art sector whose uh, whose participation in a work coming to stage is backstage. So a writer, a director, a choreographer, all of those backstage. This was never ever meant to be the Department of Arts response to COVID-19. It was a project that was initiated by Culture Ireland, matched by Facebook and partnered with Poetry Ireland and First Music Contact to address an element of uh, of our, our stakeholders. Um, so that's the, the clarity on that one. The second one then, which is, is the Arts Council Fund, from what we've garnered from the Arts Council is, again, they had this ready to go separately. Um, and as part of the Arts Council's response to the sector, again, from what we understand, it was never meant to be couched as the only one. Um, based on what they're hearing back from the sector, um, the Arts Council are open to um, reviewing and uh, and and relooking at the the not so much yet the, the amount of money, but <laughs> the restrictions maybe around it. So, and the Arts Council have launched uh, a survey for individual artists. They had already surveyed their um, uh, their clients. So, one of the res immediate responses they made for their clients is anybody who was in receipt of an Arts Council grant for twenty twenty can now do, uh, access 90% of that and the rest of the 10% will be later in the year after audit, the, the usual restrictions will apply then. But that's going to help a lot of people who already have grants, but it's not an answer to those who don't. And again, these are two initiatives, as far as I know, independent of each other. I'm not sure if either knew about the other initiative. That That's something I'm not sure about. Um, but that were never meant to be the only response from either of 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 those organizations and also what wasn't made clear on friday as well was um that some artists uh, were having problems qualifying for the covid-19 so we asked the department for clarification on that they put up new clarifications on their website last night so if you go to the departments of art heritage and the grail website today there are further uh, clarifications on qualifications and where you need to go for support there so are there any indications um down the line do you think that there's going to be uh, a more holistic kind of approach to this in terms of the overall like you're saying the people lighting engineers people who work in the uh backstage and people whose work can't easily be represented online is there um is there talk about that currently, do you know, in terms of the, the minister and in terms of the government at the moment, in terms of the overall response, like we're saying? So I suppose the overall response is, um, I think the government is trying to take an all of society approach, seems to be um, the way it's going. And that the overall hope is that the COVID-19 emergency fund should uh, sustain the majority of people uh, for now. Um, and that's a very medium term. It's 12 weeks. And I, I suppose I would encourage everyone to try and avail of that first. And then I think the sector by sector responses will, um, I think decisions will be made on information given. So they're very open for the NCFA after tomorrow's meeting to go back to them with any ideas that come out of the meeting, any ideas that come from the sector. We as the NCFA have 
you know, already some anecdotal information from organizations because we put out our own survey. We as First Music Contact have now done two. We've done the first two weeks and we'll continue to assess losses on a monthly basis. Um, we also will have a response next week that I can't talk about today um, to our own sector. Uh, but I think um, for, for now, it's a, it's a wait and see, but certainly uh, what I got from all our conversations yesterday was um, all of government, all of the, sorry, the department and, and the funding. So it's for most people in the sector, for organizations and individuals, uh, the way we access funding is through Culture Ireland for International and Arts Council for um, at home. And then local arts offices will have different uh, initiatives as well. Um, and local city councils, city and county councils. Uh, but for now, um, they have uh, certainly are open to more open communication, being more clear about the funds they do have. And then I suppose the NCFA's proposal is to come back to them with a very robust answer from the sector um, and a, a series of plans on how we think they can do better and then how we can help the department go and make that extra fight at government for the arts sector because I think we can agree that the, the government has had a robust response. We're all in a new place, but I think we need to paint a very stark and real picture for them about how our sector uniquely will be absolutely devastated by this crisis. Um, and for longer, you know, I think we, we if, if we're being real here, I think the date that everybody's allowed to go back to work and the date everybody's allowed back into a theatre or a venue again will not be the same date. So yeah. the reality of the crisis will go on for much longer for those in the art sector than it will for normal society. And the thing about that is like venues and when they do actually reopen or if festivals happen, there will be probably some uh, form of social distancing required until a vaccine is available. Um, so there, therefore, that affects the finances of a venue and the amount of money that a band can make at a show or any kind of artist uh, at any kind of public performance. So that is going to have to be addressed at some point. So we don't get to that point where there's nothing left. Yes. You know, yeah. like we said, like everyone keeps saying, you know, we're all turning to art uh, in this time of need when we can't really do much else. So it's the recognition of that value uh, to what we're doing in terms of the public and in terms of uh, our society that needs to be addressed. That's absolutely it. And, and recognizing that that can't happen for free and you can't, you know, in a speech say, you know, the well-being of society is based on what our artists are producing and our enjoyment of art and then have no solutions for the, the people making that art. Um, and that's, I think, what jarred with everybody. And that's why um, there was such a disappointed response um, to the measures. Um, and and I think, you know, we need to encourage um then we as the sector and and certainly NCFA will pay play its part in in collecting the sectoral response and delivering it in a positive fashion with you know we we know what the sector needs they should rely on us for that information and i think certainly uh, from the conversations the NCFA has had over the last couple of days um that uh, there's an openness now to hear from the sector and and i think it's a good move that the arts council have their individual survey response out in the sector. And I would encourage any musicians listening to this to have their say in that. On the ways on the
That was chair of the National Campaign for the Arts, Angela Dorgan, uh, giving us an update on what's been happening on these initiatives. Now we're going to talk to Jenny Jennings from This Is Pop Baby, the production and theatre and arts organisation. This Is Pop Baby, we're due to put on Where We Live, which is a multi-event series, kind of mini festival as part of St. Patrick's Festival. 24 events over 10 days with 80 plus artists. All of that was put on hold on the 11th of March, um, as soon as it was this lockdown stuff and uh, restrictions were announced. And I talked to Jenny Jennings about uh, their reaction to all of this stuff. And they put out an open letter at the same time, um, just saying that, uh, saying that they were dismayed with the recent announcements and noting that those two main initiatives, the Arts Council's COVID-19 Crisis Response Award and Culture Arms Ireland Perform Scheme, um, or output-focused online content creation schemes and, and therefore not applicable to or appropriate for many artists. Uh, and their statement went on to say, it is our opinion that these measures do not reflect what artists need at this time, nor indeed what is required to make great art. Very little of what was announced falls under the professional arts practice. Community schemes and at-home projects have merit as a supporting, but not within a stimulus package for a sector that's already on its knees. They were calling on all the cultural leaders and regularly funded organisations to come out strongly against this scheme and announcement. Uh, they were calling on the Arts Council, the Department of Culture, Heritage and Nguelta, Culture Ireland and Creative Ireland to redirect or match a minimum the one million funding for these schemes to much needed bursaries, commissions, research and training so that we can dream up and work on developing excellent art to show the world after this crisis. Uh, they were calling for rejection of the frenzied fetishization of productivity and output in this time of global catastrophe. And finally, calling on everyone in the arts who is out of work to use this period to focus on family and community and to reflect process and nourish and when you are ready and only then to begin to think about the art you are compelled to make um so yeah here's jenny jennings on her thoughts on what's been happening so jenny you know you came out last week with a very strong statement about all of this um stuff from the arts council and the government um for first had you heard that something was going to happen in the first place um what were you expecting uh, you know what? I had actually heard that something was coming down the pipeline from the Arts Council. Uh, but the only thing that I had heard about it, which was enough to make me not really want to hear any more, was that it was going to be very um, output oriented, that there had to be some kind of public facing uh, dimension. Um, and I just I just don't believe that that's what we need right now at the moment. But Friday's announcement was an absolute kick in the teeth to an industry that was already on its knees. Um, so people were just flabbergasted. And, and the problem with um, Friday's statement uh, from Josepha Madigan from the department was that she had she had kind of pulled together a number of different schemes and measures um, some of them from official funding bodies like Arts Council and Culture Ireland, um, but a number of others from independent arts organisations and agencies. Um, and she had kind of cobbled them together. Um, they, uh, they weren't created necessarily as a relief package or a stimulus package for the arts in Ireland, but that's how they were presented um, on Friday. And so that was deeply problematic. And I think it was deeply problematic for everybody involved, including the agencies, how it was kind of mashed up with community schemes and represented as, a, yeah, this was our rescue package. For yourself then, um, 
what are what were the main things then you were you really wanted you were hoping to see from it well i mean actually in, in terms of a stimulus package or a rescue package did did i know that this was coming down the tracks uh, no, I didn't. Um, I I knew about uh, I knew about the Arts Council scheme, but I didn't realize um, that the Arts Council scheme was going to be entirely focused initially. Anyway, they've since uh, revised the scheme um, because uh, uh, because of the absolute uproar that it caused. But initially, um, uh, it was focused entirely on online output. Um, which isn't uh, available to a lot of artists. It's not within their skill sets. It's not their medium. Um, and it's not appropriate for a lot of artists. Um, it, it's just not how they work. It's not what they would um, they would consider a, a showing of their practice. And uh, in addition to that, it excluded so much of the art sector. You know, it really is only appropriate to makers, to makers in certain genres, uh, to people who aren't suddenly finding themselves full-time parents or full-time carers. So it pretty much a disaster of a scheme. And then combined with uh, Culture Ireland's uh, much more modest scheme, um, which uh, has a partnership with Facebook. So those schemes kind of got conflated within the announcement as well. And so there was a lot of confusion um, and there was just absolute uproar. You know, this is not really what uh, we do in in the art sector and it's not what we need at the moment. Yeah, but that's the problem with ha- not having a vision with something like this, where it's just like, oh, people are doing stuff online, let's do a fund, and then... You're not addressing the overall um, community then by doing that. Can I can I just say, though, like, the uh, you know, the intentions, what is it? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. The intentions of the people behind these schemes are only good. You know, they 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 are the people who get up in the morning and go into work and try to make things better for artists and uh, the arts industry every day of their life. But it, I guess it was lack of consultation. It's not within an overall strategy. Um, it's very responsive. It's completely um, output productivity oriented. Um, and just a little bit of consultation, advanced consultation with the sector. And I think we could have had a, a much smarter initial response. What has been your the reaction or have you talked, have you got any feedback um, since then in terms of uh, how they're addressing that or um, what might be coming down the line well, in that case? Well, actually, um, there was an open letter from the board of the Arts Council, which is up on their website, uh, which was posted yesterday afternoon, I think, um, following a big, <laughs> a giant Zoom meeting Um led by the National Campaign for the Arts, where nearly 400 arts workers from all over the country joined a Zoom meeting. Because really, people were heartbroken after Friday. It was really, it was a, it was a kick in the teeth because... Um, like this sector, as you know, you know, in addition to much of the entertainment sector, completely stopped shut on March the 12th at 6pm. Like... 
just stopped dead. You know, we were about to open a, a big multidisciplinary festival and project art center and our set and all our dressing is still in there, ready to go, like a beautiful kind of ghost festival. Um, so people uh, were so upset. Um, the National Campaign for the Arts have done a great job in kind of... Um, uh, liaising with the sector, hosting this big meeting, uh, which was a, a, an incredibly well moderated meeting. And following that, the Arts Council, the Board of the Arts Council posted a response on their website, um, which is pretty encouraging, actually. For starters, um, in terms of the Arts Council COVID-19 scheme, which, which was the scheme to generate online content, um, they say artists across all arts forms are eligible to apply for the scheme. Uh, ideally, proposals should have some form of online uh, component, uh, but proposals, as long as they demonstrate some kind of public engagement, will be considered. And then this is an important one. Proposals can be completed up to the end of 2020. Um, and all work generated will remain in the copyright of the artist who creates the work. So that is, has done, they're very, they're, they're good. That's a good response to this scheme. I think it, it opens it up a little wider. And then, um, and then they also talk about um, a range of measures hopefully coming down the line. Um, Did you get any clarification on the, uh, I know because it was changing during the week about the, um, in the FAQ for this uh, about the COVID payment, anyone that was a recipient of that was no wasn't eligible for this originally. Yeah, and then the wording changed on that. My understanding is is that if if you are that only kicks into place if you receive a grant, and so for the period or or for the equivalent. Uh, of the grant amount you have to sign off the COVID payment and then you can sign back on so that that is my understanding of how it works but the biggest problem at the moment uh, Niall is that a lot of the art sector aren't eligible for the COVID-19 emergency payment so I think that is the that is the main focus of NCFA and a lot of other parties at the moment, which I actually didn't realize when we posted our statement because um, because we're lucky enough to all be on the COVID emergency payment because our festival was clearly just stopped right on that day. But of course, loads of people in the arts and entertainment sector don't have like regular work. So if they happened to not be working at the time that the the shutdown happened then they they weren't eligible for the payment so they may still be on um regular social welfare or artist dole of 203 a week but of course with absolutely nothing coming nothing coming down the track as you well know nothing coming down the track um uh that doesn't they can't cover their cost of living they are literally at rock bottom can you actually plan for anything and what do you think is going to happen next for yourselves can you actually plan for anything and what do you think is going to happen next for yourselves yeah so i mean we've made a kind of loose plan which is essentially we're going dark for the next five months so that is a lot of work that is not happening um you know there's the 15 shows at where we live uh four of which we were 
uh, along with the overall festival we were working on for 18 months. Um, there's the Eurovision, uh, which, you know, that's been in, in conversation for a long time. And there's a number of other tours, international projects and in development uh, workshops that are all gone now. So we are hoping uh, our next big show uh, is going to be in Dublin Theatre Festival. So, you know, we're really just hoping that um, that that goes ahead. And then the our, our next big funding decision um, that we're waiting on uh, was supposed to be in July. That's been pushed back to September. So that's a bit of a concern um that i that i believe the arts council board are looking at which is you know what is the strategy for 2021 because we all now need something to work towards which um is also why i i found the scheme so deeply problematic because at the moment uh my belief is that this is a time for us to just sit back and to try and process all of this that's happening. That's kind of our job now is to process this because we have to come out of the traps in 2021 with brilliant, inspiring, cathartic work, you know, that um, is, is, is made into this as part of it. Thanks for listening to this special episode of the Northern Nine podcast. We'll have more updates on what's going on with the arts funding in Ireland during the COVID-19 crisis uh, in the coming weeks, and especially that one about the music industry next week. And we're back with a regular program uh, next Thursday. So, yes, thanks, uh, Northern9.com in the meantime, and, and patreon.com forward slash Northern9 if you're interested in supporting us. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.